big bitch. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. just got scolded that's why i'm talking like this because we was playing a little too much talking about our ramen noodles but how y'all doing what's in uh what they do boo welcome to another week of filling the blank uh yeah this is another week for you all same day for us but it's cool yeah this is our second episode (laughs) that's Um, why we playing so much because we just came off of the other episode so much anyways (laughs) we do we play Um, a lot anyways how are you kayla I didn't we already ask talked you that. about this. No, I didn't ask you that. Oh, we didn't. I'm stressed. Stressed. So when this episode comes out, okay. the wedding will be a week away. <gasps> oh. The wedding will be next week wow. when this episode comes out. Correct, Ray. Insane. That is insane. That girl is about to be a married woman. Put it on and make them wanna marry me. Uh. Put it on and make them wanna uh. marry me. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm so weak. Anyways, how are you? I'm good. That's great. Are you good? (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay. You want to move forward? I'm I'm mostly good. Uh, That's mostly good. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about or no? Um, my knee is a hot mess. Busted. I am behind on reading at school. Oh. My semi not really real relationship ended. So I'm kind of going through a breakup, but not really because it wasn't real. But it feels real. <laughs> I really wanted to sing a song. Oh, what was the song? When you said breakup. What was the song? Love and you love and you love and you really want to love and you love and you love. Why would you want to break up? Why would you want to break up? See, I've been driving through your hood. Why would you want to break up? But what do you say? What? Uh, Boys, are, look, I'm remixing it. No, Boys ahead. are like buses. Miss this one, one, next fifteen, one coming. Hey, Gucci man, in the Now we in the studio. No, that shit used to be my jam. Well, I hope that made you feel better. No, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't, but it's okay. Um. Anyways, I'm still good though. That's good. I'm still good. Um. All right, what are we talking about today? KK. So today, bouquet. Oh my gosh, throwback. Bouquet <laughs> of K. That was uh, an experience. Yeah. Paige actually cussed me out about that. Why? Because she was like, she said that she's mad at me that I stopped making YouTube videos because she too. saw my YouTube channel and she was watching some of my videos. That and she was been like, so girl, entertaining to watch now. she's like, I'm so mad at you that you stopped. I said, yeah. They were so good. They were good. See, if we had enough time, I'd come over here and I'd just force you to do stupid YouTube channels. With, I mean, stupid YouTube stuff with me. I like YouTube. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I just, I was, look, sometimes, because when I was doing YouTube, that was when I was going through the whole process of trying to get a job. And I was so incredibly embarrassed that I was doing absolutely nothing. But if I would have kept doing it, it would have been perfect because that was right before COVID hit. Really and then sh- we would have been in quarantine and I would have been talking about... And people would have... That would have blew up. Yeah. It would have blew up. Okay. But anyways. anyways. What are we talking about? So today... 
today today we are doing listener submissions after a very very long time of not doing it we've gone through a hiatus we are so sorry this is a reminder for all of you folk out there if you want to um please do but you can tap on the listener submission um link in our bio well it's the link tree and then the listener submission box is in there and you can Tell us a story, ask us advice, anything that we talked about. If you want to ask further questions about for us to expand, that is the place to do it. Um, but we have some here today that we're going to read mm-hmm. and share our thoughts about. Okay. You want me to start with reading? Yes. Okay. Ooh, my head hurt. Hi, ladies. Congratulations on a beautiful first year as an OG listener. I am so proud of y'all. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So here's my question. What advice do you have for someone living with their partner who plays a lot of video games? (laughs) So let me pause right here because let me say something. 2K just came out and I am struggling because Marcus is on the game 24-7 right now. Okay, go ahead. Yes. It didn't bother me at first, maybe because we started dating right around quarantine, but since moving in together a year ago, it's starting to get to me. I should also mention that I live in the city he's from and have no actual close friends here to do stuff with besides him. Working on changing that, but it's so hard at this big age. I get it, girl. Anyway, he says it's a stress reliever and a way for him to connect with his homies, which I understand. I just wish he would prioritize our connection more. We both have pretty demanding work lives throughout the week. However, my ideal weekend includes some sort of fun, stimulating activity, sometimes outside of the house, while his includes 2K all weekend and maybe us watching TV together. I've expressed my quality time, love language, and my desire for routine dates to him, but his actions often fall short of his words. Kayla, I know you mentioned your fiance dabbles in gaming, and I would love your love. And I loved your idea of playing together sometimes, hoping to get us a switch soon. In the meantime, what do you all think I should do? Love you both. Keep being great. Thank you. Okay, so this one's tough. This actually reminds me a lot of me and When I had first moved here, I didn't really have a lot of friends or not a lot of established friendships um, that I could lean so heavily on and play the game all the time. Mm -hmm. And how? hours and hours and long when we were working from home both working from home so it was a lot Mm -hmm. um and so i had to get to a point of like setting boundaries like okay at this point like when he played during work hours Mm -hmm. but at this point you got like two hours after work hours and then like you have to get off we have to connect somehow Mm -hmm. um but then that became an issue because then it was such a hassle for him. He's like, all right, guys, like, I got to go. Like, my wife is like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's like, damn, I got to be such a hassle. And then uh, his form of connecting would always be watching TV together. And mm. I had to tell him, like, us staring at a screen is not enough. I understand that that's quality time enough for you, but that is not quality enough time for me. Not all the time yeah. I need. And that's when I started to coin the phrase, I need experiential intimacy yeah. because I, I want to do things outside of just like watching TV together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did try the whole playing a game together, which was actually really fun for a minute. Um, like really, really fun for, and he really enjoyed doing it. It was, was a game I suggested. It yeah, takes two. It takes two. That's the game Marcus and I played together, he and we really had a ball. It. It's so much fun. He so enjoyed. But did that you game. enjoy it? I enjoyed it a lot. It's fun. I enjoyed it a lot, and uh, we even got to a point of like finishing the game and then switching the characters. Yeah, like, that's what Marcus. We and had I did. a lot, so I could tell he wanted to do things with me, and that's why I tried to learn how to play Call 
of duty for a minute and he would have fun like trying to do that with me but i was really bad at it so i could only do so much yeah um but i would try to like get invested in it somehow but then i realized like there was an imbalance because while i was trying to meet him where he was he wasn't meeting me where i was right um yeah it's it's a little bit of a it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has always been something I've dealt with in almost every relationship I've been in. Yeah. I've always been with somebody that's a gamer. Mm-hmm. Marcus is not... I wouldn't say Marcus is a gamer full force because it's not like we never spend time together because mm-hmm. he's always on the game mm-hmm. type of situation. Kind of like what this person is explaining that they've expressed it. I think that there are some seasons that... He goes through where he does it more. Mm -hmm. And I've understood that it is a like a stress relief for him. And I had to kind of remind myself that I have ways that because I I used to kind of challenge him a lot about it and be like, there are healthier ways that you could kind of deal with your stress and stuff like that. And then I'm like, okay, Kayla. Why are you being so rude about this? Because you'll sit there I sit and binge TV and he doesn't come and tell me, get up. Why are you sitting here doing this for hours on end? And I realized the root of it, though, is me. And I explained this to him. Like, I kind of get jealous because I'm like, you're spending all this time. It's like you're spending all this time with your friends, yeah. but you're not spending time with me. Um, but I also know that I have more in-person time with my friends than what he does because yeah. he never really sees his friends in person like that. So yeah. I'm like, I can't be... It's it's a give and take, but I think that that's the point of it. Like what you said, it's a give and take. Mm-hmm. You can't it can't be one sided where you just meet him where he is and he's not meeting you where you are. Y'all have to both meet each other in the middle. I agree. And you have to be understanding. Um, and even if like I know you mentioned the idea of not really having friends out there where you're at, but just immersing yourself in different hobbies and things that you Girl. personally enjoy. Girl. Because he's doing that with what he personally Girl. enjoys. And y'all have to carve out specific time. Yeah. Like not just say like, oh, I want to go out more. Like, no, it needs to be actionable and be like, hey, OK, I want to really implement that every weekend on this on this night. We make it our date night. Okay, the hard part with that though is if he's not already initiating the the issue is is he just may not initiate ever and she'll he may she, not because that's I tried to do the same thing with where I was like okay on let's let's switch because I think you and Marcus were doing that where you guys would switch like it's his week it's my week yeah um, and so I tried to implement that with that shit fell through like nobody's because I would always get to my week and then he get to his week and it just be nothing, flop nothing would happen yeah and um, that but see that's the thing if it comes to that point that mm-hmm. it's like that then I think that you actually do have to assess mm-hmm. the relationship if it's actually doable and yeah. workable like I know that you've moved out there and that's I'm I'm assuming obviously you really want to make it work right but at a certain point there is a certain amount of it's like a reciprocity is like are you yeah you can't do it by yourself so Um, also biggest advice get out there you really you should start looking for social events and i know that's easier said than done because i can say that and like i I also wouldn't do that for myself yeah um i'm actually thinking about doing that uh going to some of these bumble events nonetheless um yeah, you got your you have to get out there. The sooner that you start to create an, your own life for yourself, the more that you don't have to lean on him. The danger of that though is once I started to do that for myself is when I realized I don't need shit at all and he wasn't adding anything to my life. Yeah. So beware. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that will not happen with you. Hopefully you realize that he does still have addition to your life. Nonetheless, 
you should somehow establish your own life for you. Some hobbies, some some community kind of sport or uh, shit. I'm not very sports like so. Uh, just something, something, something. And on the relationship tip, just I feel like the thing that had that Marcus and I continuously lean on is just like open communication Facts. and. But Facts. Marcus is very um, understanding. And so when I explain to him how I feel, he actually takes those things into account. Mm -hmm. And if you're struggling with that with your partner, that makes it a lot harder. Yeah, if they don't even understand you. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's that's an issue. Okay. Okay. Next. Next one. Do I have to read the next one? You don't want to? It's long. Well, you could pick. There's a few. Okay. I'm going to read the shorter one. Okay. <laughs> All right. This one says... Hello, ladies. FYI, you guys are great. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> We're always so awkward. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, but anyway, I'm going to try to get straight to the point. I've been married for two years together for four. Before we, oh, she really did get straight to the point. Before we got married, my wife cooked, cleaned, and was very optimistic about everything. And TMI, we had plenty more sex. Love that for you guys. Um, ever since uh, we got married, everything has changed. That happens. And we joke about her roping me in and then gave up. But in all honesty, sometimes it does feel that way. So me being me, I had a serious conversations about my concerns. And granted, we have been busy, but I still find time to do everything I used to and more because I'm all about consistency. Just for a little insight, on busy work has picked up for the both of us we are on different shifts she has had minor surgeries one the past three years mm. but we do have the same days also am i tripping or should i give it more time okay well the thing is is like you don't have a choice but to give it more time because you guys are married i was gonna say that there's no giving it more time i <laughs> also think that what people have to realize is it is not going to always be like your sex life is at the tip top shape. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And everything's going to be the best that it's, that it's ever been because you're going to go through phases in your life where flows. things shift. It like, flows, like you sure. said, it seems as though this is very much due to, you said that she has some minor surgeries. Mm -hmm. It's also the situation of you all's work life picking up, which limits time and also energy that mm -hmm. people have to give to one another so i think it's just taking into account what the situation fully is and if it's a true testament to you all's relationship or the circumstance or the season yeah right that's tough though um i yeah i will say the sex thing ebbs and flows uh, but what I realized is like with women, um, I will say sex can be easier when there's deep connection. Yes. And that's not to say that like just because you guys are married, there's deep connection. That's not that's not a thing. Mm -mm. Um, I used to complain in my marriage a lot about like, I don't feel connected to you. Like, mm -hmm. sure, we can just simply have sex, but I don't feel connected. Right. Like I there's there doesn't feel like there's deep intimacy. Like I don't mentally, emotionally, like I just don't feel connected to you. So, of course, like physically, I'm not going to want to have sex with you. Exactly. Um, because it's the mind first, the heart, and then, well, the heart, the mind, then the body Physicality. Yeah. Um, So maybe, maybe also try to create uh, moments of intimacy, but, but. Consistently. Consistently. That's, I think that that's the part is that people may create a moment of intimacy and then they think, oh, like, well, I did it and she, she's not jumping my bones. Right. Well, it takes some time of consistency to to show that this is the nature, the true nature of the relationship and not just like 
a moment that you all right. had. If that but makes then sense. also don't don't be looking for for moments of intimacy and and connection just for you for it to end in sex because then then she'll be in her mind it'll be programmed like every time you try to make an effort every time you give me a massage or every time you do something nice for me you're going you're trying to have sex yes. like no one wants that i used to get annoyed because every time I would do something nice i'm like here it comes yeah here it comes like i'm i'm already in my mind like negative minded like oh my god now i have to mentally prepare for this like yeah. it shouldn't be like that i shouldn't have to feel like it's a it's an exchange because it this that's not what it should it shouldn't feel like a chore like yeah. just because you did this for me i need to have sex with you yep. like it should feel like i feel connected to you i feel supported by you i feel safe in every single aspect with you and so of course i want to connect with you in this last final way yeah um so yeah hopefully that helps um yeah so create moments of intimacy on a consistent basis i mean i know that you all you said that you all are busy right now but i think that the main thing in relationships is like you just have to prioritize your relationship you can't allow for outside factors to come between your foundation and so and a lack of sex that's a symptom yeah. That's not an actual problem. No, that's not a problem. That's it's a not. symptom of yeah, a problem. Because that's something that can actually be fixed. Right. That's a that's a <laughs> it's not something that that's not the root of it's it. It's not the root. Uh, yeah. It's never the root of it. Yeah. It's a symptom of yeah. a root. So problem. just get a little deeper and yeah. have some real conversation about what it is. Maybe buy some of those cards. What's so there's some cards called Let's Get Deep. Oh yeah. That those are not my favorite the fav my favorite deck that Marcus and I use is the intimacy deck. Yeah. Um, and that oh, by one, we're not really strangers. No. Oh, it's literally called the intimacy deck. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's what it's called. Um, it's by best self okay. and they have various <laughs> decks. They even have like friendship decks. They have all right. these different types, but there's an intimacy deck. And, um, that one has a lot of levels to different parts of conversation that can like stimulate some things in your relationship. So, right. I think that that might be a good way to start. I think people forget that even though you're married, like you can still have moments of like um, breakthroughs and vulnerability and like getting to know your partner. That's not something that changes. Because people are ever evolving. evolving. (laughs) Exactly. People are constantly evolving. Uh, New experiences will change a person. So you have to continuously get to know your partner. So doing stuff like that, creating actual physical moments of intimacy that don't include sex, like, you know, shower together or like, you know, massage her or like, Mm -hmm. you know, cook for her, you know, like, I mean, just, you know, doing a little shake something something else okay okay what's the next one what's the Let's next see. one um i'll read this one. Oh, they're both long <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll read this one it's a little shorter okay hi i'm Kristen, and i just turned 20 years old i want to start by saying this podcast has been an amazing resource for me as i start to enter my adult life I love hearing you two talk honestly, and I always enjoy the topics you go over. I look forward to your episodes every week and often share what I've heard with my friends and family. Thank you, Kristen. Now for the rest of this. It's a bit of a downer, so I apologize. Don't apologize, girl. I have recently lost my father in a sudden accident. Oh, I'm sorry. I have been really struggling to understand what happened in process that he will not be able to witness me and my 14-year-old brother's lives anymore. I can't believe he's not going to be around. I haven't had the time to process as there has been much drama in my family during this time. They have been dragging me in the middle, forcing me to pick sides between my grandmother, his mom, and his fiance. I feel that I have stretched, I have been stretched very thin and I still have to deal with his affairs 
slash will after this. I loved my father and I want to grieve in peace. I want to honor him and his life. It feels that I am the only one thinking about this. I know emotions are difficult and different for everyone, but I just can't understand the actions and decisions that my family is making. It's drowning me in anxiety and stress. I have never been good at setting boundaries with my family. I have allowed them to walk all over me my entire life. However, I also struggle with depression and I and feel that if I don't draw the lines now, I will go back to a bad place. I'm not sure what kind of question to ask here. I'm just seeking advice on how to set these boundaries. Honestly, I honestly want to know if it ever gets better. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Well, number one, I want to say I'm extremely sorry for your loss. Yeah, we're sorry um, for your loss. That's tough. And it's really hard. Unfortunately, a lot of family members don't take uh, people passing in the same way. And a lot of people utilize it for an opportunity to kind of like come up. And I think that that makes things even heavier or to just think of themselves. Yeah. It's just, just very selfish. Um, yeah. but I think that like you, you did say that you're entering into your adult life. So I'm imagining that you're probably growing out of like your late teens, maybe in she your early twenties. Yeah. She said, she's oh, 20. she said 20. Okay. Yeah. I think just that turned 20. just turned 20. So it makes sense that you're having a hard time setting boundaries with your family. So number one, I want you to know that that's very normal. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times what makes things feel really heavy is when we think that we're the only ones that are struggling with those certain things. Mm -hmm. And at the ripe age of 20, I remember that I had no boundaries with my family or boundaries with anyone for that matter. Yes. Um, I think that, it takes a lot of time and it also takes practice. Yeah. These are people that you've looked up to your entire life, people that you've taken taken instruction and guidance from. And it can be really hard, especially with family, to be able to lay the law and say, hey, this is what, how you will and will not treat me. Mm -hmm. And if you do treat me this way, then snip, snip. Because there are a lot of times that people that care for us, they do for us. And mm -hmm. so it feels unimaginable to think about setting a tone with with those people but i think that it takes practice maybe you could try um an exercise where you actually sit down and you talk about in a perfect world what would it look like if you set the boundaries that you truly wanted to set and if you do that and then you also look at maybe what will be the realistic side of that right now you look at what you would like for it to be like in a perfect world and then kind of take a step back and be like, what is actually doable right now? Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good place for you to start and figure out how you could kind of set some boundaries, implement some things and work your way up to what you truly desire with them. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, unfortunately. I think it took that's me years part, to set boundaries with my family. I feel like I I just got to that point maybe around 24 that's hard for her, especially because like she'll still have to settle things with his will and stuff. Yeah. So all the stuff is like coming up very immediately. Mm -hmm. And she's in the middle between his fiance and his mom. Yeah. Which makes it even harder because it's like people that you would probably think that you could lean on like even more. There I would hope if you can have like an honest conversation with them of like, hey, this is not what he would have wanted. He would have wanted some form of unity between all of us, at least in order to like figure out his affairs to make sure everyone's taken care of. Right. So maybe try having an honest conversation with them. Granted, if they're already like bickering like that, it may not work, but at least they'll understand your intention. So if you do start to set boundaries, they know that like, okay, it's because like you're coming from a place of just wanting things to settle peacefully mm -hmm. as possible. That's the first 
step to actually setting boundaries is really advocating for it's yourself. Advocating for and yourself, I think a lot yeah. of times people think that setting boundaries is like some harsh thing or they think it's going to automatically result in conflict right. but it doesn't necessarily have to start that way it starts with you just maybe trying to create the peace that you desire right. and by you sharing your thoughts and your feelings in a in a healthy manner that can set the tone for potentially how other people communicate you can't make them do anything but you can at least try to let them know the place that you're in and hoping that they can maybe follow suit right if I were you I would write down your thoughts first write down everything and then think about think about from their perspective what they may be needing in their be in and the behavior that they're showing. A lot of the times people are either coming from a place of survival for themselves or they're looking for some form of connection. So like think about what their needs are and why they're acting the way they, that, that they are. And then somehow address, it's like almost like coming up with the argument before the argument even comes up. Yeah. So you have to already have answers to something that they, that you know that they may say. And if you've already dealt with these people, then you probably already know what they're going to say. Yep. So go ahead and come up with those arguments, not even arguments, but come up with those rebuttals to just like say, no 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 like this is what I what I mean these are what my intentions are but always stay calm it's really hard to do do this in a time like this but I think that this is an amazing lesson of like number one not taking on other people's emotions like Facts. learning how to separate yourself from Facts. the feelings of other people because it's not your responsibility it's not your responsibility their grieving isn't your responsibility it's not it people are responsible for their own emotions agreed and also learning how to not take things personally facts like facts they are like what you said everybody is coming from their own place of survival right. and grievance and all these different things. And I think that when you could take a moment to remove yourself from the personal attack, because mm -hmm. I know I felt like that when my mom passed away, like everything felt like a personal attack because it was a very personal experience that was happening to me, right. but it's also happening to other people and they're dealing with it in their, in a, own, in their own way. Right. And you can't internalize the way that they're dealing with it. You just it have to focus to, on your healing journey. Always think about the fact it has nothing to do with you. However, they're responding has everything, even though it may, even if they do lash out at you, it has nothing to do. It has everything to do with themselves, what their internal battle is and their projection. So always that keep part. that in mind. And then it, it, it helps you almost stay sane. Cause it's like, all right, like, but don't tell them that though. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell them that like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. It's everything with you. Yeah. Like, don't. It's don't a do self check it's of a really -check. like looking for yourself. in yourself and being like, this don't have nothing to do with me. Yeah. It Let helps me just you not internalize. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. This one's long, y'all. Okay. I shoot. Where my water at? Okay. <laughs> I feel ashamed about how I handled my breakup. Wow. That's how it started. <laughs> okay. I'm 25. And was in a four-ish, almost five-month relationship with a guy who I'd casually dated a few years back. Wait, this was a few years back? Or, okay. I Wait, I was in a four-ish, almost five-month relationship with a guy. Oh, she casually dated him a few years back. But they had a four oh. to five month-ish relationship. Recently. Yes. Okay, got it. Another detail is I'm very neurodivergent. Girl, me too. ASD and ADHD. Oh, wow. And struggle with lies, change, and abandonment. Yeah. Mm. 
I feel that. Um, We had our communication hums, but things were heading uphill and going well, I thought. There was a minor flag kind of where he wouldn't tell me his ex's name and she's a super close family friend, but I dropped it. He went to a boy's night out with his best friend and best friend's girlfriend and told me I couldn't come. Couldn't come. Couldn't come. Red flag. Maybe he didn't say he she couldn't come. Maybe it was just like, oh, no, it's just like the... Okay, whatever. No, but the she, girlfriend was she there. Put, but the girlfriend was right, there. She put, he told her. He couldn't come. That she, she could not come. come. She said, I was a tiny salty, but I trusted him. So I just went about my night as normal. He came out over, wait, oh. <laughs> he came over after and was super huggy and like, I missed you. As we're watching a movie, I see a message pop up that a girl's, that says a girl's name from inserts club name. Mm-mm. Mm. red flag number two wait wait no wait when i asked him about it he said that he was cornered and cornered into it and there were so many girls wait wait and there were so many girls hitting him up that the only way he could get away was by giving out his number this reminds me of a situation when i found a number in his car wow sorry you were not that irresistible please come on beyond being irresistible sir you have self-control but you telling me you were cornered you a grown-ass man okay sorry okay we argued for three hours yep and it got nasty at the end with him calling me insecure jealous and told me he never loved me and that he's not a cheater and we were done we off the scales now i done lost count there were so many in that one sentence. <laughs> the next day I dropped everything he had given me on his porch where he lived with his family, as you should. I knew this was wrong because we hadn't involved family yet, but you didn't. You just dropped it off, but I didn't care. He called me to tell me I ruined his life. Shut up. Because his family didn't know he was dating. That's okay. Okay. How? 25. Sorry. And I felt guilty leading me to stay in contact. Oh, God, no. No. After all this, I did FBI leveling diggling. Yeah, my girl. (laughs) Now we're getting to the good stuff. Wait, by going through Venmo transactions? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And cross-referencing them with every address he's lived at in association. Okay. Period, Pooh. Okay. You did your big one. Okay. I'm not that smart. (laughs) Look, in associated peoples. Basically, I found a secret Instagram. (gasps) His ex's full name and her current address was listed as his? Double life. I don't think there was any physical cheating, but I feel so stupid. I kept in contact with him until I blocked him last night on every social, as you should. I found more of his stuff, but I don't want to tell him. Girl, throw that shit away. I feel so hurt and I want answers. Nope. But I think it might be something I'll never get. (laughs) No, you don't. But I'll never get. My questions are, what do I do with his stuff? Whatever you want. The trash. Whatever. Don't give it back to him. Burn him. Whatever you, you've already blocked him. No contact. Sell him to Play-Doh's closet. (laughs) They, they buy anything. clothes? They buy clothes? I didn't know that. Literally uh, anything else but give them back Do to not, no contact. No contact. I really hope this isn't too late. She has no contact, isn't oh it? No contact. <clears throat> you could burn it. It was therapeutic for me to throw away my wedding dress. Honestly, I cut up some of the clothes that I still had. I'm not even going to lie. I cut up that big L t-shirt. I say, yeah. <laughs> so do whatever you want. Just don't contact him. How do I tell my therapist what I did? Because I just feel so guilty with my behavior. Okay, the thing is, is quite honestly, there's not really much to feel guilty about. It's really not. And let me tell you something. As somebody that is a therapist, there's literally nothing to feel guilty about because like, our the whole point is so that you can receive help. And so if anything from somebody on a counselor end, when, when 
your client comes to you and tells you things that are heavy like that, it's just like a very proud moment. Like, oh my gosh, like you really came and you sought out help for yourself. Like that's a big step yeah. of you taking control of your own journey. Um, you dropping, you dropping off his clothes to his family's, uh, house. Like I can understand why that feels impulsive. The thing is, is like, whatever. <laughs> Literally whatever. <laughs> what the fuck ever? That nigga lied to you. He straight up lied and gaslit you and manipulate. Now, and that was your man. And you didn't do anything malicious by dropping it off. You just wanted to be done with it. And he that, gaslit you and he's making you feel bad for stuff that you should not feel bad about. He lied. He literally tried to make it seem like he was like he was cornered. A, he was like a sex god. He was cornered. And women are just falling at his feet like, oh my God, you can't leave here until until no no first of all that didn't happen let me tell you that if you if you think that that happened he did not get cornered i'm telling you right now because i know it's really hard to see through the lies but even still in that situation he did not get cornered but even still who gets cornered to give out a number that's the point. And another he thing is like, you, but even still, that's even more telling about him and his self-control. So you telling me you can't say no? You don't exactly. know how to say no? Because let me tell you something. Excuse me. Let me tell you something. Hmm. If Marcus ever is out at a location, it, it ain't no being cornered. You cornered. better ram through. Cornered. Tackle. Cornered. No. I remember when posted some girl on his close friends twerking and he was like i do it for my single friends i said if you don't get the fuck out if of my face you don't get the fuck out of my face stupid. y'all can't even come up with no good lie you sound dumb it's a bad lie it's, it's a bad no. lie sis i'm triggered let um, him go wait there's a third question with my rejection oh first of all just tell your therapist girl yeah your therapist is the one person you can tell that to that's the one person you could definitely Bro, trust when i and granted it doesn't feel good i told my therapist a lot about my new york week and she go okay ayana maybe it's time that we double your <laughs> sessions and that didn't feel good but i was like damn bitch you're right <laughs> it's okay and that's why i love you and that's why i love you it's okay um okay third question with my rejection sensitivity ooh, that's real and overly trusting nature ooh, that's real real uh how do i learn to trust myself again Woo. Woo, because I feel like I need to isolate from all kinds of relationships. And you Woo! might need to. Not from all, though. Well, not all kinds. You can have your... Your friendships. Your friendships, but I mean in terms of romantic relationships, you might need to you isolate need to. from you it. You might need to. You might need some time to heal. Also, acknowledge the fact because you have rejection sensitivity and you feel like this man has already rejected you, you will, and I'm experiencing this for myself every once in a while, you will feel the need to prove yourself and because you feel rejected. Do not give into that feeling. That people please. Do not give into that people peeling. People peeling. <laughs> that <laughs> that people pleasing feeling of where you feel like you need to reach out to him and prove to him that you're worthy of his love. Cause it fuck him. Yeah, for real. Fuck him. I was done with him earlier in the story, but <laughs> as it continued to go on. But it's always so much easier when that. you hear somebody else's. It is. And I know it's a difficult situation so that you're easier. in. But in this situation, what you really, really need to do is you find at least one trusted friend of somebody that you can lean on during this experience. You talk to your counselor mm-hmm. and be completely transparent because the only help that you could receive is... It's on you how -hmm. much help your counselor can give you. Like, Mm -hmm. depending on how much of the story you share will determine how far they could go in helping you. Right. So I would encourage you to be as open as possible. Because that's a one person you should be wildly open to. And lean on your friends because they will remind you when you have those moments of weakness where you feel like, oh, like, but maybe I can, like, 
have a friend that's going to correct you in love to remind you, hey, actually, we're not doing this because remember when he did this, this, this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'll, I'm going to be here to support you, but girl, maybe you shouldn't. Well, how's that making me think back to earlier this year? I can't believe that was earlier this year. That's wild. That's crazy. That felt like a lifetime ago. It really did. And y'all were like, Ayana. We have lived five lifetimes already literally, together. Literally. Literally. Yes. Oh my God. That's crazy. It is crazy. Um, Yeah, girl, I will say have some trusted people around you. People who you're not annoyed when they give you advice. But then also, because <laughs> some of my friends, I get annoyed when they just start talking. I'm like, please don't give me any advice. I just want you to listen. <laughs> but have a friend. It's not you, Kayla. <laughs> have a friend I didn't think it was me because you called me and I'd be like like what do I do I'd be like, okay. also you also you you're a good listener like you you mainly listen to me and then if I want some you'll give some advice I wait till somebody wait. says what do I do yeah and I'll be like wait. okay so you have that, have unleash that. the beast I got you right have that kind of friend but then also have friends who like will correct you in love because I will say it's That's wildly annoying when when friends like they get so upset that they like want to not be friends with you. <laughs> I've had that happen. I've been dropped like a hot potato. I've before. had that. Actually, I've actually been the dropper. Oh, I know, and I feel bad. This this was years ago, but this was when I would be oh, you so. That girl. This is okay. Granted, me and Anna are friends again. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was, it was Anna. It was Anna. It was Anna. Me and Anna are friends. I just couldn't understand. Like, bitch, yeah. why are you going back to him? Yeah. Why are you so? Ariel was cussing me out. She was like, I'm not talking about this no more. <laughs> she would literally tell, let me know when you're, ready, when you're done. Honestly, let Natalie me know. gets mad at me. At this point, Natalie has finally learned to just listen because she used to like get so frustrated. Ayana, why do you? Because I'll, I'll, I'll one day be like, fuck this man. I am not going back to him. Like, whatever. Like, I don't care. And then you go back. And then I, the <laughs> next day she FaceTime me and we in bed together. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you gotta give friends grace be like hey i love you talk to you later because we can be stupid sometimes. and then you go like it because it comes back down to that like the rejection sensitivity yeah. and the abandonment and having issues with letting things go especially when you feel like oh but like there's my, there might be more here like of redemption no no he showed you there's no redemption. multiple times <laughs> that th- he is not trustworthy he's already gaslit you he's sh- i mean even let's let's say we go with his and story. he lived a double life we Hello. forgot about that part the girl, the whole other girlfriend. I'm dead. I'm dead. He's done. I'm dead. He's done. Girl, if you with that man right now and you listening get to Get out. This is your sign to leave. Get out. This is your sign to get out. Get Run. out. Run. Grab all your things and get out and go. Mm. That is not your man. That's not your man. All right. All right. Well, okay. That's all. <laughs> well, another great episode of uh, Film and Blank. So, guys, this is your opportunity so once again. <laughs> we are tired, so please excuse us. But please submit your listener submissions. We love when we get a chance to connect with you guys and get a little insight of what's going on in your lives because you all have so much insight on what's going on in ours. Um, but anyways, once again, it's in our bio on Instagram, in the link tree, listener submission. Just type it up and send away and we will get to you soon. Yes. Better than what we did this previous time. Um, Fingers crossed. But that's all, folks, for our episode on TikTok. We are filling the blank pod. On YouTube, we are filling the blank podcast and you can watch our beautiful shining faces. Um, Mine is just oily, but it's shining. And what else? Oh, you can follow us on Instagram at fillingtheblank underscore mm-hmm. and then i am at as told by dot kayla and ayana is at ayana Dunamore. 
We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and submit your listener submissions. Love you. Bye. Bye.